Hello there. Welcome back to Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Hey, this is attorney Susan Ingalls. You can find me at Ingalls Angle on Twitter and Instagram. And welcome back to another episode of Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. And today we're going to talk about how credit reporting is being affected by COVID-19 and the CARES Act. Now, the CARES Act is the uh, law that Congress passed because of the pandemic, and it has some requirements that specifically apply to credit reporting uh, when you receive an accommodation on a credit account. Now, let's remember that creditors that furnish information on consumer accounts to consumer reporting agencies, or what we call CRAs, have to do so with accuracy and integrity, consistent with the FCRA, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, and its regulations, of course. Now, accuracy means that the information provided correctly uh, reflects the terms of and liability of the account, correctly reflects the consumer's performance with respect to the account, and correctly identifies the correct or appropriate consumer. Now, integrity means that the information that is being provided is substantiated by that furnisher's records at the time it's furnished, and also that it's furnished in a form and in a manner designed to minimize the likelihood that the information could be incorrectly reported. So the CARES Act addresses the manner in which certain consumer accounts have to be furnished, and especially uh, in regards to accommodations on those accounts. So under the CARES Act, an accommodation is defined to include five basic things. Uh, it can be an agreement to defer one or more payments, an agreement to make a partial payment, to forbear any delinquent amount, that means put them off to the um, end of the credit account, to modify a loan or a contract, or really any other assistance or relief that might be granted to a consumer who is affected by the coronavirus. Now, when a um, creditor has made an accommodation of one of those uh, types, then a consumer who uh, has made the modified payment or has, for example, been allowed to skip one or more payments, then that uh, furnisher has to do two things. Number one, they have to report the count as current, or if it was delinquent before the accommodation, then they just have to maintain whatever that delinquent status was during the period of the accommodation. So if the consumer brings the account current during the covered period of the act, then the furnisher must report the account as current. And keep in mind that the covered period would be January 31st of 2020 
until 120 days after the date that the national emergency concerning COVID-19 terminates. So that's just a little glimpse into how the CARES Act is affecting credit reporting. So be sure if you have received an accommodation on a credit account that you check with your um, creditor and check your credit report, which you can do free at any time uh, during the pandemic, and make sure that um, it's being reported correctly. And in particular, um, if you bring it current during the covered period of the act, make sure it's now being reported as current. This has been Susan Ingalls, an attorney in South Carolina. You can find me at Ingalls Angle on Twitter and Instagram. This has been another episode of Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush you leave thinking like a lawyer. Okay, thanks for checking in, everybody. Hello, this is Attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle. And this is the second day of Christmas. I'm giving you uh, consumer information on each of the 12 days of Christmas. That's December 25th through January 6th. Today is December 26th, the second day of Christmas. Now, on the first day of Christmas, I gave you the gift of information on the one most important thing in consumer protection law, and that is the importance of reading the contract. Now... On the second day of Christmas, today, the gift of information is the two types of debt, um, secured debt and unsecured debt. So first, let's take secured debt. That's when you borrow money or get a loan and you put up or pledge collateral to secure the loan. So when you get a mortgage loan on a house, for example, you're pledging that property, that house, as collateral for the loan. The property gives the lender security that you'll pay back the loan. If you don't, they will take the house back, sell it, and put that money towards your loan balance. Same is true for a car loan. Payment is usually secured by pledging the car as collateral. If you don't pay the loan as agreed, the lender will take back the car, sell it, and put that money toward the car loan balance. Um, And in South Carolina, with a mortgage, that's called foreclosure. With a car, it's called repossession. The second kind of uh, debt we'll talk about is unsecured debt. An unsecured debt is one where the lender has no protection against your failure to pay as agreed. There's no guarantee. Uh, There's no collateral or property that can be taken from you if you don't pay the debt. So credit card debt, uh, department store accounts, medical bills, those are some typical types of unsecured debt. The distinction between secured and unsecured debt is important because with one, your property is at risk because it's securing that loan. It can be taken from you if you don't pay. With the other, you aren't risking specific property that you have um, pledged as collateral.
But remember, if you get behind on the unsecured debt, don't turn it into secured debt. That most often happens when um, a lender offers a loan to consolidate your credit card debt, for example. A consolidation loan uh, takes all your credit card payments, puts them into one payment that'll be lower uh, with a lower interest rate, but they usually require that you put up collateral, typically a second mortgage on your home. So uh, watch out for that consolidation loan, which can turn unsecured debt into secured debt and endanger or put your property at risk. This has been Attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle, and that was your gift of information on the second day of Christmas. Stay tuned tomorrow for the third day of Christmas when we'll uh, be providing a gift of information with the number three. Take care. Hello, this is attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle, and I'm continuing with the 12 days of Christmas with the fifth day of Christmas today. It is December 29th, and I have five fast facts about credit repair for you from the South Carolina Department of Consumer Affairs. So the first thing you want to do in your plan to repair your credit is to, of course, obtain your credit report. Uh, you can get your credit report free every 12 months from each of the three major credit reporting agencies. That's Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. You can request that online at annualcreditreport.com uh, or by telephone or by actually printing it from the FTC website at ftc.gov slash credit. Uh, you can also mail a request by mail or call the um, toll-free number. In addition to that, you can also get a free report if you were denied credit, insurance, or employment because of information on your report if you're on government assistance or if there's incorrect information on your report because of fraud. So that's number one. The second fast fact is once you have your credit report, you should review each section of the report carefully. You know, Look for accounts you don't recognize, accounts that should no longer be reported, and incorrect information. Number three, write a letter to the credit reporting company and provider the letter should include what information is wrong and why it's wrong. You should ask for it to be removed or fixed and uh, be sure to send copies of supporting documents if you have them. Make two copies of the letter, one for yourself and one to send to the information provider. And be sure you have the correct mailing addresses to send the dispute letters. Many providers and credit reporting companies have special dispute addresses. Um, and also, of course, send it certified mail, return receipt requested. The credit reporting company must investigate your dispute within 30 days. 
and while the investigation is pending, a flag will be placed on the report indicating that you are disputing it. Number four, review the results. Once the investigation is finished, the credit reporting company must tell you the results. If you were right, uh, the information has to be corrected or removed. If the credit reporting company denies your dispute, they must provide you with evidence that the information is correct. And of course, if you still have an issue, you should contact an attorney. Number five, fast fact, is dealing with your debt. So if your credit report has negative information that's correct and that's timely, you can still improve your credit file. And the South Carolina Department of Consumer Affairs suggests four things. Make a budget and stick to it. Contact your creditor if you think you'll be unable to pay and ask for a new repayment plan. If they do agree to one, you need to get that in writing. If you need help managing your credit, contact a credit counselor that's licensed with the Department of Consumer Affairs. And finally, in dealing with your debt, check your credit report at least every 12 months for accuracy. Okay, that is your five fast facts on credit report credit repair for the fifth day of Christmas. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned tomorrow for the sixth day of Christmas. Thank you. It's been Attorney Susan Ingalls, and just remember I am at Ingalls Angle on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone. This is Susan Ingalls, attorney at Ingalls Angle on Twitter. And I'm counting down the 12 days of Christmas. Today, December 30th, is the sixth day of Christmas. And I want to give you six things to consider before you co-sign a loan for someone. And this comes to you from consumer.ftc.gov, which is the Fair Trade, Federal Trade Commission. They have a great website with lots of consumer information for you. So, before you sign, co-sign on a loan with someone, whether it be family, uh, friend, or otherwise, um, here's some concerns that you should think about as far as how it might affect your own financial well-being. So the first thing is um, determining can you afford to pay the loan yourself because you may be asked to pay the loan and if you can't, you could be sued or your credit rating could be damaged. That's number one. Number two, even if you're not asked to repay the debt, Sometimes your liability for the loan may keep you from getting other credit for yourself. Creditors do consider a co-signed loan as one of your obligations, and it will be um, reported on your credit report. Number three, before you pledge property to secure the loan, for example, your car, furniture, jewelry, or other personal property, make sure that you understand the consequences of doing that. Because if the actual borrower that you're co-signing for defaults on the loan, you could lose that property uh, through repossession. Number four, 
ask the creditor that is giving the loan that you're co-signing for to calculate the amount that you might owe. Um, they don't have to do that, but if you ask them, they probably will. You also might be able to negotiate specific terms of the obligation. For example, perhaps limiting your liability um, to the principal on the loan and not have to include late charges, court costs, attorney's fees, and so forth. Um, if they are willing to agree to that, be sure that they include that statement in the contract. For example, it would say the co-signer will be responsible only for the principal balance on this loan at the time of default. Okay, number five. Ask the creditor to agree, in writing of course, to notify you if the borrower misses a payment or somehow the terms of the loan change. That will give you, as the co-signer, time to deal with any such problem or make back payments and so forth without having to repay the entire amount of the loan immediately. And finally, number six, on the sixth day of Christmas, something to consider before you co-sign a loan. If you're co-signing for a purchase of something, um, not just an unsecured loan, Make sure you get copies of all the important papers like the loan contract, the truth and lending disclosure statement, and any warranties. Um, you may need these papers um, if there's a dispute between the borrower and the seller down the road. Um, you can get copies, of course, from the borrower, and I wouldn't co-sign a loan unless you have a borrower that is being up front with you and gives you all that paperwork. You shouldn't have to ask the creditor for it yourself, but of course that's another way um, to get it. So those are six things to consider. Of course, always check um, the uh, our state law for any other um, additional cosigner um, rights that there are. So that is your six things to consider on the sixth day of Christmas. Thanks for checking in and stay tuned for the seventh day of Christmas on New Year's Eve, December 31st. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Attorney Susan Ingalls at Ingalls Angle on Twitter.